I'm Sue Berman, and this is Kurututuru Real Gold. Today I'm at Tamaki Pātaka Kōrero, the Central City Library, on Level 2 in, in the Special Collections Reading Room, and I'm meeting with Renee Orr, Senior Librarian Heritage Engagement. Kia ora, Renee. Kia ora, Sue. Thanks so much for making the time today and here we are in front of the Kurututuru case and I'm feeling it in a very autumnal kind of way. What are we looking at today? Well these are three books that all feature wooden covers so yes trees are involved and very prominent and uh, the inspiration for this case really just came from me uh, knowing about these three books mm. and seeing that they had a common theme in terms of their their structure and um, the materials and I thought it would be quite fun to just put them alongside each other and um, and see the see the range. Mm. So the thing in common is in fact the wooden covers rather That's than right. the content. That's right, they all have wooden covers so uh, their, uh, their covers are made of exposed wood and that's a deliberate feature of each book. Amazing. So let's have a look at each one. Um, shall we start here? Um, yep, so looking uh, left to right, the first book here is a book from our private press collection. So those are books that we collect as examples of fine printing, fine bindings, uh, really exquisite, um, almost, almost art books really. Mm. Um, and this book, uh, which we have open, the other two books are closed, is a book that celebrates wood in lots of different ways. Um, it has a beautiful glossy white oak cover, um, but the inside is also all about trees. It's about 25 specific trees that are, are um, located on the one of the artist's um, property. So uh, it was created by Ben Verhoeven and Gaylord Shanalak. Gaylord Shanalak is from the Midnight Paper Sales Private Press and so the tree, these trees are all located um, on his property and what they've done is they've taken samples um, or cuts of uh, 25 trees on the property and they've created prints from them. So one print in end grain and one, gra uh, one print in long grain and they've they've printed directly from these pieces of timber, enhancing it with um, kind of wood cutting and wood engraving techniques. And they've replicated using colour printing the um, the the wood itself, the mm. timber itself. It's very meta. <laughs> it's very meta. <laughs> um, and then there's also a page of text or a couple of pages of text that accompanies each print. Uh, or each tree rather, and uh, they contain kind of um, some historical observations or sometimes anecdotes. So sometimes they make um, observations about the specific tree and how they how they cut the timber from it, and sometimes it's about the history of the use of the tree, um, both by First Nations people and later arrivals to the land. And, and we should mention, I'm not sure that we did, that it's it, this is a U, U.S. book, That's Wisconsin. right, that's right, yeah. So, um, yeah, so it comes from Stockholm, Wisconsin. Awesome, yeah, 
Well, it's a real beauty to look at. Um, and you've chosen the sugar maple as the yeah, that's right. Example, as the example page, and so this one here in the middle, very intriguing. Yeah, so moving now to a manuscript in a much a much older book. Uh, the silver book is from two thousand and seven. This manuscript is a seventeenth century Ethiopian manuscript. Uh, so the book is closed and what we can see here is the cover which is um, incredible really so it's it's highly textured you can it, it actually looks much older than 17th century I would say compared mm. to many of the 17th century books in our collection uh, it's quite square in format so it's it, it looks slightly unusual yes. I would say um, for a book we're used to a more sort of a portrait kind of uh, rectangular kind of format for books um, and it has lots of scratches and scrapes and marks of use. Uh, both the front and back covers are split, so the, the wood itself is in two parts and they have been stitched together mm. using a kind of a cross-stitch thread sewing. Which is incredible really, because it's quite a thick piece of wood, isn't it? It's not like it's... Oh yeah, it's not delicate. No, no, it's. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say rustic, but that is kind of what it looks like. Um, you know, it's. It's not rustic. It's a piece of fine craft, and it's it's bound in the tradition of Coptic binding, which was used by Ethiopian bookmakers um, for hundreds and hundreds of years, very consistently. Uh, one of the unusual features of the binding is that um, so this Coptic binding technique has an exposed spine right. um, yes. so you can see all the the stitching that holds together the page gatherings and also um, fixes the pages to the two wooden covers back in front and that's quite different from European books that we see mm. at this time where we're used to um, a big built-up spine which provides a lot of structure for the book there's lots of leather, there's probably some glue um, and some a lot of sewing directly into the spine to give it, the book, a structure. Um, these books are, yeah, they're, they're, the pages are all stitched together and then stitched to the wooden covers. Mm. And so tell me a little bit about the pages. I mean, I'm, I really want to open this book up. I know, it's quite tantalising, isn't it? Yeah, so the, um, I mean, the manuscript is, is also beautiful um, on the inside. It's... Um, I mean, you can you can kind of almost see if you look at the at the edge at the mm. edges of the pages on the outside. Is it's, it vellum or paper? It's vellum. Yeah. 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 So traditionally, they were either goat or sheepskin um, vellum. These Ethiopian manuscripts, and um, the pages are quite dark, um, written handwritten in a classical Ethiopian script. Um, and some of them even have some little drawings and marginalia as well. Um, we don't have this book digitised unfortunately and it is also very fragile mm. so um, after working with it um, when I was preparing for the case I decided that we really needed to have it closed and um, I actually didn't want to open it very much more because mm. it's um, the the style of the binding and the age of the book um, makes it quite a fragile object. Fragile. Yeah. Do you want to mention provenance? Yes, uh, so the provenance of this book is that it's um, from um, Sir George Gray's collection. Uh, so he had um, six Ethiopian manuscripts in his collection, uh, which we obviously still have. And the provenance is that it was acquired by Sir George Gray following a British expedition to Abyssinia, that's Ethiopia. 
and um, so that was a military expedition mm. to depose King Theodore in the Battle of Magdala in April 1868. Uh, and as a result of this um, military expedition, quite a number of manuscripts found their way into European institutions and the British Library itself has over 300 of them. Mm. Yeah. And here we are, the last book, New Zealand Ferns. Yeah, so this one is a book that um, I was already familiar with, so it was top of my list for a wooden book covers display. And it's a book that was created by a fern seller called Eric Craig in the 1880s uh, in Auckland. And it's, um, uh, you almost call it a herb herbarium. Um, so the book itself contains um, samples of ferns which have been arranged in sort of artistic kind of bouquet type styles. So we have a page on the wall um, as, a, as an image That's to illustrate. Fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's uh, two, two kind of arrangements, mm. almost mirror image, but when you look closer, you realize that they're actually not mirror image. Uh, the one on the top is different from the one at the bottom, mm. um, but they form a kind of a, a beautiful symmetry. And uh, Eric Craig uh, sold ferns um, from his shop and museum up in Prince's Street, um, which is located very close, if not next door, to the original uh, museum, um, the you know Auckland Museum. Mm. And um, so he sold ferns and lots of other things as well. Um, and, and these books, which were intended as souvenirs really. So people might have bought them to um, send back to England, or they might've bought them to take with them back to England as a souvenir of time spent here. And really kind of in and around the time when fern collecting and um, fern uh, cataloguing was a huge Victorian pastime and interest. Amazing. So each book would actually be entirely unique? Uh, well, I'm not... It's possibly. I mean, I haven't actually seen any other examples. I know the Auckland Museum does have several, as well as um, Eric Craig's uh, collection of ferns, his fern samples themselves. Um, yeah, it would be really interesting to see how unique they are um, or whether he replicated each page, you know, in a fairly standard format using the samples he had. Right. Yeah. Amazing. And, and this um, wooden cover is actually sort of, how did they do this? It must have been carved. Yeah, that's right. So it's carved. It's got some decorative elements. Um, he... In one of the early trade directories, he's actually listed as a carpenter um, by profession. So I don't know. Uh, I haven't read whether it's you know surmised that he carved them himself or whether he um, paid someone to execute them. Um, nicely bevelled edges. Yes, it does. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's probably it's probably not the finest example of um, of wooden covers for fern albums. Um, because there are there were some others made at the time um, by the cabinet maker Suffert, um, and those are exquisite. But it's still it's still really nice and um, has a real charm. And um, the covers are made of kauri, which is obviously of hair. So oh. yeah, as, as an object, it is it is beautiful. It is, and then it's been sort of more classically. It bound at the edge with a, with a leather. Yeah, it has a leather spine. Leather spine. Um, and uh, yeah, 
little piece missing on the back, so part of the wood has come off um, on the back cover, and there is you know quite a noticeable crack on the on the front cover as well. Mm. So again, showing signs of its use and age. And these sorts of books, in terms of um, Auckland Library's mm. care and handling, um, I assume are sort of kept in, in boxes and stored that way. Yeah, that's right. So they're. Um, Usually um, they would always be protected in specially made preservation boxes. Um, silver comes with its own slipcase um, as well, like many kind of finely printed books. Mm. Um, the Ethiopian manuscript actually um, would have originally had a case, um, which is what they um, used to store and carry those books in. That was partly one of the ways they protected the spines, mm. um, was by making little cases for them. Mm wrapped in cloth I've seen yeah, as well that's in, right. in Ethiopian that's in right. Ethiopia in fact that's right yeah that's <laughs> lucky right. me and um and because you know you would think in a way with wood you know the way in which we care for wood given that it's sort of st still it, it contracts and um etc as to oil mm. you know to sort of feed it but I assume mm. that we're not got this on a oiling rotation <laughs> no and in, in fact when I was um, when I was working with our one of our conservators um, who um, made all the cradles and supports for this display she told me that I needed to be wearing gloves because the oils from my fingers would transmit to mm. the wood um, and that um, in order to protect them then that would be something that I should be doing right, interesting yeah. oh well fascinating and visually just so rich um, this case so I really suggest and recommend people come up and and have a look and at the same time of course they can have a look at the Tara McLeod exhibition that we have in the gallery going on at the same time this month um, and any other um, books that we have of course um, people are invited to to inquire at our at our desk Yep, absolutely. So I um, would, you know, welcome anyone coming in who would like to see more examples of private press books, um, who has an interest perhaps in our Ethiopian manuscripts or in our fern books even. Um, so this is, yeah, really a, a starting point for delving into the collections if you'd like to. Wonderful. Thanks so much. You're welcome. We invite you to visit the Heritage Collections Reading Room on Level 2 of Tāmaki Pātaka Kōrero, the Central City Library, to view items on display in the Kōratūturu Real Gold Case, or to request to view other items discoverable on the Kōra Heritage Collections Database. <laughs>